You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Well, man that hasn't been quite going 21 years, but he's been an unbelievable ruckman. Uh, most hit outs, he's just been exceptional. Plays for your club or one of your clubs, uh, Blighty, but mm. uh, love watching him play and Todd Goldstein joins us now. Hi, Todd, how are you? G'day, guys. Thanks for having me on. Going well. And uh, um, it's been, I'd say, an interesting year for you. It's been remarkable. North Melbourne in the headlines. Um a coach goes, um, you have a great win against Richmond, um, you've got a new coach now and you in a couple of games. How would you describe this? You've been through a bit of turmoil throughout your career. I think <laughs> I think the thing I've learned about footy is it, it's always a an emotional roller coaster. So, you know, that this year has definitely not disappointed in, in that aspect of it, that's for sure. How do you keep on track yourself? Um, I mean the, the, the jungle drums were beating with, with David Noble. Really sad we know David really well over here, of course, and Sad to see him go, but you're the players you're watching on, then the decision's made, and your guy comes in. Um, you've been an experienced campaigner. There's not probably a lot you haven't seen in your, I don't know, how long you've been playing now, 14, 15 years? 15. Yeah, yeah, 15 years. I think I think for me, I, I think it's, first of all, we have to understand that, you know, there's going to be so many different emotions towards a decision like that. You know, there's there's obviously going to be some players that are really close with, with Dave and that, you know, would be absolutely shattered. There'd be other players that would be, quietly fairly happy that, that he was gone and there'd be others that had, had no real feelings towards it either way. So it was about making sure that we all everyone understood what they were feeling and what they were feeling was, was okay. Um and but it was also understanding that you know the only way we're gonna get through this period is to, to keep knuckling down and, and try and get something out of the year and then that's what the, the focus of the, the coaches and the senior players have been is just making sure the the young boys are building towards something because the the way you finish a season, I, I've, I've always felt, is is pretty important to set up the year after. Now, David mentioned it earlier, Todd. You hold the world record, mate. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I I claim anything that's a record like that, the hitouts well, of all time. And some people, you know, they rate them highly, particularly when you put them down those midfielders' throat. But uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, there's some pretty good names in front of you, or now behind you. So it is an art, and you're now king of it. Yeah, it's it's something you know. I, it probably hasn't fully sunk in yet. I think for me, I I do take my craft really seriously, and you know, I I do see that as, as a real badge of honour because you know a lot of the guys near the top. You know, you look at Aaron Sandlands and Dean Cox and, and Maxie Gorns now getting up there is, is players I've played against and and had learned a lot off as well. So you know, I see it as a real badge of honour that you know I've been able to to do what I do for as long as I have. Um, and you know, obviously you know the hit outs to advantage is, is a big one as well, but you know, I think just to be able to to be able to get my hand on it for someone who's not overly tall compared to a lot of my opponents and, and probably not quite as athletic as a lot of them either. Um, you know, I think I'm I'm pretty proud of it. You know, I always said if it's going our way, I reckon you can read it better than if it's going the other way. So I'm <laughs> I'm on your page there, mate. Now listen, I'm I'm going to congratulate you. I know it's not there yet, but I'm sure you'll get through this game and the next game, and then you're going to pass the great Keith Gregg. 
on 294 games uh, this time, equal him, and then the week after, all going well, you'll pass him. So sixth of all time at North Melbourne. It's, it's, a, it's a fantastic achievement. And between you and me, I reckon your form, I watch North pretty closely, your form's good enough to go around again next oh, year. Uh, how are you feeling about that? No, I appreciate that, buddy. It obviously means a lot coming from yourself. But yeah, well, it's I've I've been around this club for a long time, and you know I, I really feel a, a real love and, and care for everyone that's come before me. And you know I, I've wanted to uphold the sort of the torch that was passed down to me from the likes of Boomer and and Andrew and Adam Simpson and Andrew Swallow and all those sort of players. So you know to to be in the in the top ten now, and you know, I, I just passed Anthony Stevens, who's Mm. On the board, I've spent a fair bit of time with. So, you know, to, to start passing anything, it's, it's definitely a goal of mine to, to try and see how high up I can get yeah. on that list. And, and that it's been probably a goal for the last couple of years. You know, it, you don't want to make it too too many personal goals. But I think for that is something that I, I think is, is something that's not taken away from the team. So, you know, I'm saying I'm, I'm pretty keen to, to try and catch. And I, I think Boomer might just be out of my reach. Yeah, you, you <laughs> might have answered my next question, Todd. Um, I thought at one point in time you were... Might have been close to going to a lot of clubs. Any club that are, you know, going for a premiership would love someone like you in there. We see Geelong always picking up top-up players. We've seen Hawthorne guys go there playing a premiership. Did it get ever get really close? I mean, you've been very loyal to North Melbourne. Was there any a year where you think, yeah, this might, I might have might have gone? Yeah, I mean, I think I've openly spoken about, you know, three years ago, um, and the, the uh, possible move to a place like Geelong was was very much on the cards. And I think. For a bit of perspective on that, though, it was it was more because we hadn't been able to get a contract from North. So early on, you know, we wanted a little bit of security, and then we couldn't get the the two years. So that was why um, other clubs came on board. So that that was close, but you know, for me, my heart has always been with North Melbourne. It, I always wanted to, if it was possible, to to stay at North. Um, you know, I've always wanted to try and build towards a. A premiership success, yeah. and you know, that doesn't always it doesn't always work out that way. But that that was always my goal. But you know, it was I was very very close, and you know, I think if you look at just from an on field perspective, then I, I probably would have gone. But you know, I had to look at the, my life holistically and and talk to my family and, and work through what was going to be best. You know, from a mental health point of view as well, and all those sort of things ended up getting me to to stay at North. But from an on field thing, I think probably Geelong would have been a, a better move, but holistically for my life, I think I made the right call yeah. at that time. And when you look at it, most of the 300 gamers are midfielders or I know Simon Madden played a heap of games, but if you look at the list, they're all, not too many ruckmen get to go over 300 when you're crashing and bashing. Um, Todd, Malcolm Blight gave some of the best sprays, uh, the Adelaide boys still talk about it from um, their premiership years, 97, 98, didn't do them any harm. They won a, you know, one back to back, but was that a bit of a beat up with David, how it leaked out in the press and, um, he seemed to be under siege for the next two or three weeks, answering the the same things. You, you would have seen a few sprays in your time being around for so long. Was a bit of a beat up. Yeah, absolutely. I think all everyone from the footy club that spoke about it said that at the time that it was. You know, I I, I played under. You know, I started my career under Danny Laidley. I, I had Brad Scott. Like these were some pretty feisty characters. So, yeah. so what what David Noble did, the spray he gave us wasn't anything out of the out of the ordinary, especially in the old. I think. Do players take those sort of sprays as well as, you know, in bygone years? Probably not. Uh, but, you know, I, th- I think it was definitely definitely a fair bit of mayo put on it. I think everyone understood at the time that, you know, we had just come off a 100-point loss. There was a high emotions with, coming from Nobes' old footy club that he was just he'd just come from. 
um, and we didn't perform as well, and we all thought it was probably deserved. Yeah, good call. Um, just going back, pick 37, David and I discussed, and, you know, pick ones, twos, 25s and all that. I've always felt that a pick is nothing. You know, it's the eight, Yeah, it's just a number. And a boy from the Oakley Chargers, as you were at the time, pick 37, what did you think at the time? I mean, it would have been exciting. It's a long time ago in 06 or something like that. So it's, it's a long time ago. But just, just reflect on that, this journey that you've been on for the last 15 years. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible for me. I, I was someone who was, you know, I, I wasn't a, a huge football player by any means. I, I loved my basketball. I wanted to go play in the NBA. So for me, just to put my name forward in the draft, it was just a, it was a shot in the dark. I didn't know if it would actually come off. I didn't actually expect to get drafted. So mm. um, I was pretty shocked to be... Oakley's first draft pick that year mm. um, and I, I knew I had a lot to learn so I, I was very lucky that I landed at the free club I did because I was very very raw um, I had no idea what it meant to be part of a football club what it meant to be a professional athlete and you know I think the the way that North Melbourne embraced me and and taught me and sometimes it was a t- tough love they had to give me and you know I really appreciate everything that they did because yeah I, I had a lot to learn and I, I've always I think I felt for a while now that I think 18 is probably too young to be drafted. Okay. I, I think I think you know a, a 19, 20 year old is much better placed to have a little bit more going on in their life. So I think that would have that probably would have benefited me another year or two in in the in the VFL or or in the TSE Cup might have actually helped me a bit. But you know I'm I'm pretty proud to have been in the industry for this long, given how raw I was when I started. Yeah, they're, they're interesting comments, Todd, because, I mean, there's a lot of people starting to think that. I, we saw them go from 17, where there's too many failures, 18, there's obviously less. But a lot of kids get wiped off, don't they, very early, because they just can't – they don't become the man until they're 21, 22, 23. So that, that's a really interesting observation. Just just on that, I mean, that pick 37 from 2006 draft is, is, one, is a best and fairest winner, is an All-Australian – and most definitely, I looked up today that you've actually played in four final series, including some preliminary finals. So, it, there's been a lot of things happen to the boy from Oakley. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, those things are hopefully there's still more to be written in, that, in those in those stats as well. But I think it's it just shows that it doesn't really matter where you get drafted. No one, everyone quickly forgets what pick, pick you were, and it comes down to how hard you want to work. And that's the what I'm trying to instill in, in our young boys now is that, you know, it doesn't really matter what's happened in the past or, or what number you got picked up. The main thing is you got a, you got on a list and that's when the hard work starts. I guess, God, Toddstein. Uh, Todd, tell us, um, I want your opinion and your assessment of one youngster there in, and one of the old timers, which is great. He'll be playing this weekend's Adelaide. So Ben Cunnington and Jason Horn Francis, uh, from your perspective, uh, what are you seeing? What do you like? And obviously Cunnington's been around being a, a star for a long while, Jason Horn Francis hoping to make his way. But how, how have you seen it? Yeah, look, I, I, obviously Jason is going to be an incredible player. He's already a fabulous player, and we're incredibly lucky to have someone with his talent. Uh, but we also got to remember he's an 18 year old kid or 19 year old kid, and you know he's got a lot of emotional maturity. I think that he needs to to keep working on and keep improving. And you know, I think that will hold him in really good stead. The the work he's doing on that side of things. Because we all see the talent he's got. Yep. We all see the potential he's got. But I think if he can learn to control his emotions a little bit more um, and the quicker he, he does that, the quicker he, he's going to become an incredible player. And I think he'll you know, he'll be in the top five of our, our footy club for a very long time and I reckon he'll be starting for next year. So I, I think Jason's got a, a, well, a really bright future. And I think for, 
for Ben, you know, it's it's an incredible story to to get him back. You know, the what he's been through over the last twenty four months, even even thirty six months. With when he because even when he hurt his back a few years ago, now we all forget about it. It's, you know, he's such a he's such a hard, tough, strong player for us, and I think the best thing for him and the best thing for the group is everyone's seen his emotional side and seen his vulnerability and, and showing how much he's been hurting. And I think you know, that's going to be a huge pull to, to have someone of his talent because you know, he's one of the best, if not the best, inside mid in the game when he's up and running. Yeah. So I think it's going to be huge for this footy club and it's going to make such a big difference to our, our midfield. It may not happen this week or, or next week. You know, He's going to take time to find his feet, but he's going to make such a difference to players like Luke Davies-Uniac, Jai Simpkin, you know, Hugh Greenwood, all these players are going to feed off off what Cummins brings. So he's an incredibly important part of our midfield. Todd, I was just going to ask you about those guys. I, someone asked me who'd be the team you'd want to coach, and I, I, I see Alistair Clarkson sniffing around the place too. I reckon, I mean, just put Cunnington back into that group. As just you said, Simpkins, a best and fairest win already. Davies Uniac, he's probably in the top two or three in your best and fairest this Larky. year. And you got, I mean, Larky and Zerha. Zerha. And you've got uh, Jason Horn francis mate. I reckon there's a midfield. You just needed probably Cunnington to play more games, which sadly didn't happen, but now is. Yourself still in ruck, still get you, – you actually earn your pay every week. I mean, I reckon there's a basis of a really good team. Absolutely. And I think that's been the disappointing thing this year is – and I think that's probably what ended up forcing the, the board's hand is that we – this group is capable of a lot more than we've shown. And I think, yes, we have holes in our list and, you know, we're not going to shy away from that. But what we do have, we have some really, really talented mm. football players. Yep. So it's going to come down to, one, how they're coached and, two, how hard they want to work. And that's, that's I've mm. always maintained that. If they, if they want to, to put, their, put their heads down, their bums up and just and work, work as hard as they possibly can, they're going to be a very, very good side. And, and this footy club does have a, a bright future. Uh, obviously, the... The list management and stuff can can sort out, try and fix some of the holes that we've got. But you know, I, I think we do have the the basis of, of a really really good side. I think you're playing the younger side, if not equal with you, uh, Adelaide this week. Where do you see the danger there? I mean, they've put together pretty good last month. Yeah, and look, they're a, they're a very very good one on one contested side, and, and you know, we know that to be able to, to compete with them, we're going to have to to bring our hard hats, and we're going to have to get ready to to be in the contest because, you know, that that's what they bring every week. And, you know, I think they the last few times they, they've just outworked us. They've outhunted us. And, you know, we have to try and come out and, and match it this week because, you know, I think the closeness of the of the whole AFL at the moment means that anyone can beat anyone. And I think Adelaide have shown that, you know, at their best, they can beat pretty much anyone. I think they beat Melbourne last year, I think it was. So, yeah. Bulldogs, you're long, yeah, yeah. So you know they're they're a very they're they're still a very capable side. So we know that you know we've got to try and match them, match them in in the contested ball and, and match their work rate because they've got some you know talking about their midfield they they have some really hard working mids that that uh, you know Rory Laird and, and Ben Keys and players like that are, that are very very hard to stop. So we're going to have our work cut out for us. Todd, just in talking to you tonight, which we'll just end on this note. Getting back to yourself again, it's going to be looking forward to the game Adelaide playing North. But yourself, your observations and your comments tonight are really experienced. Have you ever thought about coaching? Is it, I know you've got to get your 300 and play again, but have you thought about coaching at all? Uh, look, I, I probably I've thought I've thought about it. I'm not too sure 
exactly where I want to take it. You know, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to do some work in the media and, and things like that. I'd love to, you know, even if it's just rut coaching or something along those lines. Um, yeah, definitely all those things are, are are on my mind. And I think as I get closer, I'm doing the level two coaching course at the moment. So just trying to set myself up with as, as many opportunities and as many options I've got. Well, good luck this week. Not too much, uh, Todd. We hope the Crows get up, but uh, you've been a fine player for many, many years. I think you've still got two or three left in yeah, you. Yeah, I reckon you can go, go again. And, and a draw is a possible, you know. There, I, you know, a couple draw. of, fav- cu- of favourites of mine these okay. times. Okay. Thanks, Todd. <laughs> nah, thanks a lot, boys. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.